You know, when you dance, you use, you use your breath, you use imagery, you know, it's, it has to be. And yes, of course, it's hard, but we're not like robots as well. You have to, uh, dance is a living art. It's alive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, expect, because in this DNA, is Welcome to the Prince George's Daily. On this season, we will be taking a look at businesses and entrepreneurs in Prince George's County getting insight into both the business process and the world of entrepreneurship. You will hear the stories shared by business owners and the entrepreneurs in the county, their challenges and their steps for success. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden, and today is January 7th, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily, we take a look at back at some of our favorite interviews and episodes. Today, Heavenly talks with Caroline Roche Barnes, the professor of ballet at Prince George's Community College and former member of some of the most prestigious dance organizations in the world. What is it like to live dance from childhood into adulthood? Find out right here with our Prince Georgian of the day, Caroline Roche Barnes. Check out that interview right after the weather. In today's weather, we can expect high temperatures in the mid 40s with a mix of rain, sleet, and yes, snow coming in this afternoon. Tonight, our low will drop down into just above freezing with moisture moving out of the area. Tomorrow, we'll be dry and cold with temperatures in the mid 40s again before the cold front comes in and pushes the lows down into the lower 20s. Sunrise this morning was at 725. Sunset this afternoon will come right around 5 o'clock. That's the weather for today, January 7th, 2020. Stay tuned after the interview for today's latest news. In the three stories of the day, we will look at a horrific crime in Laurel over the weekend, a local scammer faces 10 years in prison, and a shocking closure of a restaurant at the National Harbor. But right now, here's Heavenly with Professor Roche Barnes. Hey everybody, it's your girl Heavenly B with the Prince George's Daily. And today I'm here with Caroline. Hi, my name is Caroline Rocher Barnes. And this is the ballet instructor here at the Center for Performing Arts on the Prince George's Community College campus. And so we're um, excited to have you here to learn more about your journey to becoming an educator and what that looks like. Um, first, how long have you been teaching? So I've been teaching for about 18 years now. Wow, okay. <laughs> And what courses do you teach? Are you only a ballet instructor or do you teach any other aspects of dance? So here on campus, I teach solely ballet for okay. this semester, yes. Any fundamental classes like theory happening outside? It's, even all, in this it's all in the studio. Oh, okay. So it's uh, on one, you know, I'm, teach I'm in the studio teaching the base, basic of dance, mm -hmm. and then there's the fundamentals, and then there's also an intermediate level. Oh, great. Okay, awesome. I uh, had a little stint with ballet when I was a kid, That's and great. so I know the, the foundational um, things, and it's always exciting to hear from someone on your level, because you've had a pretty impressive resume. So tell the people about your resume, like how long you've actually been dancing. Well, I started uh, dancing at age six Okay. in my hometown. I'm a French, so I grew up in the southern part of France. We had a conservatoire there, so I that's where I started. And, um, you know, I 
studied. I studied overseas as well. I was living in Switzerland in an art school. And then I moved to to New York because I wanted to come here to to America. So um, and then after I studied at the Alvin LA American Dance uh, Center. And then I joined the Dance Theater of Harlem mm-hmm. for six years under the mentorship of the late Arthur Mitchell. So, which was, you know, it was an amazing experience to have. And then I moved back to Europe because I wanted to, to dance, um, to have the experience of dancing in a European company, larger, larger ballet. I, I was there, I was dancing with the Bavarian State Ballet in Germany. I spent one year in Lyon. I went back home in my homeland in France and then I was missing the state so I moved back to to America and I dance with Alonzo King Lines Ballet it's in a company contemporary ballet based out of San Francisco wow that's impressive you got to travel the world doing something that you enjoy and exactly love. <laughs> so did you always plan to become a teacher of ballet or is that something that you fell into well, I think for me, as you can see, ballet and dance in general is really the only thing. I mean, not the only thing, but I've that's what I've known mm-hmm. all my life. So it came of it became natural that I would pass on all the knowledge, all what I've known, and all what amazing mentors I had the chance to work with to pass it on to the next generation. Yes. So it it was it's it came it was a natural came transition. Naturally. So what are the differences that you see between um, dancing in this country versus, say, France? Well, you know, it's interesting because we don't have dance pro- uh, universities with dance programs in France. Oh, wow. So I actually had my bachelor degrees while still performing in America. I didn't graduate uh, college. I was because I was, I joined a company when I was, yeah, you know, at 17, I was already a professional. Mm-hmm. So I had to put my studies on hold and to experience the, the, the stage. I mean, you can't do it all, <laughs> unfortunately. So, so that's what is amazing here in this country is actually um, student can have access to education have um, be in a uh, dance program and experience both because you know when you're in a dance program um, at a university the choreographers come you know they mm-hmm. come and then they choreograph and you so you have this you, you're getting um, experience for you know the your professional life or you know when you try to to join a company so that's what's great and then you get you know you, your studies going so so you get both you get the best of both worlds mm-hmm. awesome that's a good perspective to give people out here that um you know sometimes when you're in the artistic field in this country it's a limited view of your potential which you can really be so this is a good um piece of advice for people to know that you can have both yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's the positive point, you know. Yeah. In, in America, there's, you know, the, the universities have, certain univers- universities have great dance program that you can apply for. So, yeah. so that's, you know, that's great. We don't have that in France. I mean, they have conservatories, they have all, all other things, but it's, you know, it's, it's different. It's a different setting. I mean, both places are great, you know. Yeah. I experience both, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a blessing. So. Of your experiences, because you've been teaching for 18 years, right? Mm-hmm. Of your experiences, what was that one moment in particular where you thought to yourself, this is really the path for me in terms of teaching? 
Well, like I said earlier, the, it, it was I didn't have a how moment for me. I mean, for me, it was just it was kind of it was like my duty. I, okay. You know, because I try actually, I retired from dance in 2014, and I was like, oh, what am I gonna, you know, just trying, what am I gonna do? And yeah, but I'm like, why, why trying to to go straight away from from this path? I yeah. mean, you know, for me, it was clear that I, I didn't want to be on stage anymore, but then have all this knowledge. So I'm really giving it to the next generation. I, you know, that's what I want. So, is there like a moment where you see a student that you know can? Like, I'm sure you believe all your students can be great, but there's always something that catches your eye where you say, okay, this one is destined for greatness. If I could just tweak this thing or that thing. Do you have a, a specific um, person that comes to mind? You mean regarding as a student? Like, as a student, that you say, okay. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have to say their name, but if you can think of who they are, what would be that one thing that made them stand out to you? Well, so, I mean, regarding to, to students and their approach of, of, of dance and how I see them, for me, the, what I, I like with students is the, 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 the person who, when they show interest, mm-hmm. they're curious, they're not afraid so. to try, you know, so that's, then regarding to like, oh, he's going to, he's destined to greatness, you know, this is just... I'm in a class, I, I, I try to to teach, to correct people, you know, individually and, and give general corrections. But it's, I wouldn't say, oh, he's, I, I'm Destined not here for, for that. I'm, you know, I'm not here for that. I, I've, I hope that mm-hmm. they're going to experience that. But, you know, I've seen amazing, you know, a student with amazing uh, physical abilities, but then he wasn't all there, you know, they, mm-hmm. they didn't have the hurt for it or they, or they, they quit, you know. Yeah. And so it really, there's so much more than, than just, oh, he looks amazing, oh, he can do all this pirouette or this and that. There's so much more. There's, there, you know, it's all package. You know, you have, and then you have to be consistent. You have to be, you know, in class every day. You have to really be driven. It's it's a hard uh, profession, like many other, but it's hard. You yeah. know, it's a cutthroat business as well. You know, it's, it's hard. So for me, when I'm in the studio, I want to give them the passion. I want to give them the experience. Yeah. You know, and then I, of course, if I see someone like they, they, they really want, you know, to, to go for that, I'm there to assist them, to push them on their journey, whatever yeah. journey they decide. So you, do you feel like you help those that come to you? I mean, you help all your students, but do you yes. feel like you push those that come to you with specific needs in that direction? So yes. they say, hey, I want to I wanna dance for this company. Mm-hmm. Then you will help them with the tools they need to dance for that company. Exactly. I'm okay. here to provide. Awesome. And to guide also, because some they have, you know, vision. I'm like, okay, maybe you can, you know, look into this company or that you know it's it's important i always encourage them to go see live shows mm-hmm. That's a good and idea. The, the performing arts center here i mean the facilities are amazing i'm really excited there are some companies coming up it's uh yeah so it's very very exciting that they have access here also to see live performance live shows so that you really you know very it brings your dream them. alive too when you get yeah. to see people doing what you want to do exactly. so um this is the last question i have for you as you about a teacher because i want to talk about you as a student for a second too but as a teacher 
at the end of your teaching journey, what would you like your legacy to be? What would you like to have left behind to those that have experienced you as a teacher? Well, I, I'm hoping that, like I said, they, they say, oh, Caroline, she, she gave me the passion for them. You know, she gave me the, the experience. I always make sure in my class that they're not, it's not just about the step. You know, that they, when, you know, when you dance, you use, you use your breath, you use imagery, you know, it's, it has to be. And yes, of course, it's hard, but we're not like robots as well. You have to, uh, dance is a living art. It's alive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, expect, because in this day and age, is everything is, you know, computerized, boom, boom, which is, it's great. It's a great technology, but don't forget, we're humans. Yeah. So that's what I try to, you know, emphasize in the class. Hey, you, you know, you're, you breathing, you, you know, feel experience. Yes. Yeah. Use the music as well because you know we're using music. So yeah. the both of uh, both, you know, movement and music are tightly related. So you know, just they're like, oh, she gave me the passion. You know. I like that. <laughs> so tell me about yourself as a student. I know you didn't get to pursue. Um, your degree early on but I'm sure you had grade school experience yeah I mean I did I eventually I got the degree right <laughs> <laughs> so what but kind yeah. of student were you tell me about yourself as a student so I you know for me and growing up in in France it's a little bit different where they you know people tell you my teacher they, they were very um uh, real with me they were like okay Caroline you don't have the, the 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 physical you know the perfect physical ability to become a ballet dancer so you're gonna have to work very hard you know the chances are uh, we don't know if you're gonna make it you know they mm -hmm. were very honest like that mm -hmm. so I just kept working you know I just kept working hard retaining the corrections I was being um I was very consistent and I, you know I just kept going and hoping you know but what gave yeah. you that type of uh tenacity and faith to keep going even though you were t already told that hey this is a hit or miss and which is, you know, which is real just because, you know, for me as an embarked in my journey of, of, of studying, you know, at the, at the time I was studying dance, I'm like, hey, I'm, this is a uh, discipline I chose. I'm going to do it the best I can. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. so that's that that's, you know, why. And then I auditioned, you know, when I auditioned for the art school in, in Switzerland, it was like a little surprise when I we were all like shocked, we're like, OK, let's, you know, how is how is this going to to work but we made it work but i just you know i kept working because i also i enjoyed yeah i enjoy dance you know that, that that's the thing you need to be doing something especially if it's a hobby it starts with a hobby you need to make sure you, you enjoy and then i mean you know, i was fortunate that it developed into my livelihood but yeah. it's you know it's, it's not easy <laughs> so how has your experiences as a student shaped how you approach teaching? Do you want to be, like, do you, uh, do you model yourself after a teacher you've had, or is it all your own thing, organic? Well, I mean, I've had, I'm definitely influenced by a lot of uh, mentors that I had the chance to work with and, and, and teachers. And um, so this, of course, uh, influence my, my way of teaching, but it, it, it's me. So, you know, you grab all the information. That's what I, I tell my student, you know, 
your your job is to grabbing the information you ingest it you digest it and then you your you know and yeah. then you make it yours you know you apply the correction and and everything but sometimes you know we receive they receive also a lot of information so you have to do the work you yeah. know they have to also use the brain and you know I get the understanding of the, you know how this correction can apply you know on my body what did she mean you know all the uh, all these awesome. so who was your favorite teacher i you know you don't have a for favorite? me no the the there's one uh teacher that really uh believed in 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 me when i was uh studying in the south of france madame claparet she's you know the one who pushed me and she was believing she was like hey you know we just push through so so she was my first teacher who believed in me but then throughout you know because i was uh studying and and working in different uh countries and for different companies at the time i had mentors and teachers that were really helping me at the time so i feel like from all you know mentors i had whether it was arthur mitchell or um alonzo king at the time because you grow as an artist so at that time you know it, it they were um what i needed yeah. you know so it you know it evolved all right and last question if you were not teaching what do you think you would be doing right now so i've always enjoyed cooking because in my family i'm from french uh, and caribbean descent so my dad is from the the caribbean so he's you know he cooks everybody cooks in my family so i want to eat now <laughs> Today is January 7th, 2020, and here's the latest news for Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden. Someone bought a bag of popcorn at a Dollar Tree store and dumped it out at the Laurel Plaza Shopping Center, apparently to lure some of the seagulls that usually hang out in that area. After some of the hungry birds descended onto the parking lot to eat that popcorn, they were run over by a car. Police Corporal Laura Wilson responded to the scene and found 10 dead birds an 11th bird was badly injured and later died. Wilson told reporters why it's necessary to find the person responsible. She says, quote, studies have shown that there's a connection. People who harm animals could and sometimes do lead to harming humans in the future, end quote. Anyone with information of this crime is asked to contact the Prince George's County Police Department. Federal prosecutors say a dual U.S. Nigerian citizen has pleaded guilty to using fake passports in a conspiracy to launder nearly $1 million. That money was gotten illegally through romance schemes and business email compromise schemes. Michael Ozor pleaded guilty last week to using fake passports from Ghana and Benin to open, quote, drop accounts. These accounts are used to transfer money into other bank accounts. Ozor now faces up to 10 years in prison at sentencing in May. The Baltimore Sun says his lawyer did not immediately return phone calls seeking a comment. And this from the National Harbor. Jose Andres will close his upscale seafood restaurant Fish at the MGM after just three years in business. A joint statement says, quote, MGM and Think Food Group have made a mutual decision to close the restaurant as part of a, the two companies' evolving business strategies. Details on the future of the space will be available in the coming months. A representative for Think Food Group declined to elaborate on exactly 
what the restaurant group's evolving business strategy entailed, Fish was among the flashiest celebrity chef restaurants adding culinary cachet to the casino's 2016 debut. The sprawling aquatic-themed dining room offered Potomac views, tanks with live sea urchins and scallops, and an $85 whole lobster jambalaya. And of course, a fry bar tasting menu with tempura-style Chesapeake seafood. Another location of fish remains open in the Bahamas. There are no plans to expand the concept elsewhere at the time. For the Prince George's Daily, I'm Del Roden. Today, January 7, 2020. This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly B, Maude Desai, David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roden. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.